92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. WFNZ here with you from 12 to 3 in the first show of 2024. It's going to be a doozy, folks. How about Colin Hoggard as he leaves the studio, going up to the whiteboard, writing an update for everybody just so everyone knows. It's been zero days since rock bottom for the Carolina Panthers. And with that, we will take your text, your thoughts, your comments. 704-570-9610. That is the Carolina Men's Clinic text line. 704-570-9610. Now, I'm getting a few questions. Stanford P. writes in. Joe Gibbs Jr. writes in on the text line. Wesson Walker, let's go. Joe Gibbs is saying it's foul line time on Tepper. Let's get it. <laughs> I, I was, I literally, just to give you guys a peek behind the curtain, yeah, all of today's show is foul line worthy. So I don't know if I really want Fitty to blow the whistle on us because the whole show is going to be played over that beat. And I just don't know. It. One, we don't have the bed. Like, we just don't have three hours length of bedtime for the foul. Either one, either alternative, because we have the long version, we have the short version. We just don't have enough. And the whole show is going to be foul line worthy, even if the whistle isn't blown. And so this is the type of show that I anticipate today after an owner of an NFL franchise decides to stoop to the very levels that you see drunken fans partake in and then get kicked out of said stadium if they do what we saw David Tepper do at Jacksonville Stadium. Yeah, man, the whole show is about to be very critical and maybe a little fiery from Panthers fans. Although here I am staring at a 49er fan who loves all the chaos and is for <laughs> all of it. I mean, Queen City, can we talk to you for a minute? All right, how much stuff do we have between David Tepper and the wild stuff going on there? We got Florida State on there still crying about the college football playoffs. I mean, there's so much foul line worthy material that I had to agree with my partner. If we decided to go foul line, we would be doing it all show long. And speaking of rock bottom as well, had to slide it in there. The rock and Roman Reigns, it looks like we're marching towards that in WWE after okay. he dropped that bomb on everybody last night. So I had to get that in too as well. But yeah, man, we got a lot of great stuff. What you got, Fetty? To quote a famous line from Rachel Green and Friends, how do you expect me to grow if you won't let me blow the whistle? How can I grow as a producer if I can't blow the whistle on the foul line? You gotta You're find taking alternatives. away my one power. Well, the, the other power that you usually have is talking on the microphone. It's something you love doing. But you took away your own power because of the way that you brought in the 2024 New Year at your uncle's wedding, which I'm very happy oh, about. Man. I'm happy that you partied. But it sounds like Fiddy is one of those guys that when he has a big old night of drinking, he needs two, three, possibly even four days of recovery. Yeah. And it is not today. Fiddy, today is not your day to speak on the mic after I heard you almost die a couple of times in coughing fits <laughs> down in the fishbowl. Tell me, tell me oh, I'm wrong. Really? Tell me I'm wrong. I just heard a couple of light calls oh, before we got it. started. But before before you got in, I mean, Fiddy was dying. It's it's we've heard him sick before. We've heard coughing fits. 
I mean, it sounded like I needed to go and save him, you know, call somebody, maybe 911, go just full-on emergency mode for how bad he sounded in the fishbowl. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Well, Finny, how I are mean, you feeling? Uh, T- talk to the people. Tell me I'm Get him a bag that. of cough drops. Oh, no, you're wrong. I'm, I'm ready to go three hours. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll be wrong then. All right, well, we'll have plenty of content. Let's see if he still remembers how to drive the bus if he's over his hangover that much. Open up the doors, Fiddy. Pull up to the scene. Time to get off the bus. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! Some fan down in Jacksonville had the smoking gun. Decided to release a video via Instagram. No audio, but boy, we didn't need it. I'd love to hear it, but we didn't need it. There it was, barely, but we saw it, clear, barely catching David Tepper, throwing a drink from his box to some fan within a couple of rows of his box that decided to peek over the window, trying to figure out who threw that drink at him, and I'd be... Shocked, too, if it was an NFL owner who was the one that did that. Was Scott Fitterer <laughs> still there as we speak right now, staring off into the distance? Hands in the pocket. Having moved a single muscle or have said a single word. And Tepper's gone because as soon as he throws the drink, he just bounces, leaves immediately. Not even there to say, yeah, I did it and pound his chest. Now he throws the drink at the fan in the stadium, and then he leaves right after it. I got to see the video, just weird scrolling times on Twitter. Sometimes you see a video come in that's viral like three minutes later, ten minutes later, whatever. I got to see this before we even had a full minute of this thing on social media. And I knew then, of course, how could you not? Oh, this is about to be really bad. That's how you know an owner is undergoing some complete unhinged behavior type stuff. I mean, how unhinged do you have to be? to throw a drink at somebody as somebody that has a net worth of 20 billion. Wes, what were some of your thoughts as soon as you saw the video? I mean, for one, I just thought, listen, folks, you know, I'm a good guy, good morals, all that stuff. But I'm always here for the nonsense. And when I saw it, I just started grinning. I was just like, wow, this season can't get any worse for this franchise. And we keep getting just juicy pieces of content after juicy pieces of content. And so for this to happen, it reminded me, one, of Game of Rage. When you get mad and you reset it or you throw the control or something like that. And you can see it in the actions that he's done as an owner, that he reacts like this in different ways, whether it be him physically doing something to someone or just doing it metaphorically. When you talk about firing six different coaches and then getting ready to hire his seventh with the Carolina Panthers this year, he pulls the plug on things. And he's not feeling it. Yesterday, he pulled the plug on his temper. He wasn't feeling it anymore. He decided to toss a drink on a fan. As you said, Walker, getting up and walking off like a, well, you know, we're not going to go there. You can say but, coward. Uh, <laughs> we can say coward. Yeah, because Lord knows that anybody throwing some thrown something on him may be sitting uh, in a jail right now with charges being pressed by the best lawyers that money could buy. Word to Nick Nolte and Blue Chips, okay? So for him to do that, listen, if it had been me, I would have been blind. I would have been hurt. I would have been rolling on the ground like a, a, a Sunday church service, okay, catching the Holy Ghost. My back. 
Everything. My neck and my back. Everything oh. would have been wrong with me before I filed this $50 million lawsuit, okay? But this is just utterly ridiculous from the owner of the Carolina Panthers. It adds legit insult to injury for this season and not to mention a game in which was a complete letdown oh. after what Panthers fans got last week, the hope that was bestowed upon them by Bryce Young. That was all washed away, too, by 26 to nothing beatdown in Duval. And then David Tepper adds to it. The Okay. Don't come in a locker okay. room. Okay, what no, you no, got? No, oh, I didn't mean it. No, you good. I just got You're excited. Good. I got excited. No, you good. Let's go. I think we've been trying to figure out what to name this. Mm-hmm. What about the Duval drink toss? Is that okay to Could try be. to figure out the infamous? It's. I think we're just, I'm working with alliteration because, you know, Cupgate is stupid. Like, we can't just put gate. That's, it's lazy, right? We need something else to work with. What about the Duval drink toss? The David Duval the drink Duval toss? The Duval douche move. The douche, I, that's good, too. That's, <laughs> that's right there. That's right. We, we can go to the text line and try to figure out what we need to name this incident in Panthers history. 704-570-9610. So, clearly, there needs to be some type of punishment. Whether it actually works, I don't know. In fact, I would go against that right now. The fact that David Tepper would learn anything from this behavior because he hasn't shown us any evidence as to him having learned from previous poor owner behavior. So we'll see. But I do wonder what kind of punishment the NFL would institute for David Tepper throwing a drink. Here's what Mike Florio had to say on Pro Football Talk about the matter. So what's the NFL going to do? I pointed out earlier today that the league in 2009 fined the late Bud Adams 250 grand for the double-barreled, I'm tempted to do it, the double-barreled middle finger. <laughs> and that's not, that's, you didn't throw water on anybody, he's just giving the middle finger. So what, everybody gives a middle finger. $250,000, well, if that's the standard they're holding these owners to, that's the starting point. That's the floor. If middle fingers is 250 for an owner, throwing your drink on the paying customers is what, 2.5 million? Maybe more? I don't know. As we try to figure out a punishment for David Tepper, Wes, it seems pretty futile to me. Like, what's it gonna do? Because if you find David Tepper, it's not gonna be enough. We're talking about a ton of money that you have to find this guy in order to make any dent, and you're still not doing it. Because what Florio did, what are you doing, right? $250,000 for the previous incident he's talking about with an owner going double middle finger at the fan base. So $250,000, I mean, goodness gracious, the guy's worth over $20 billion. It quite literally is nothing, okay? I, I, sometimes I think it's appropriate to pocket watch with how people are punished and with what they do and their philanthropic efforts. And sometimes it's not like here, $250,000. It's nothing to David Tepper. So now if you go up to $2.5 million, Wes, he is, we're talking about so stupid rich that two and a half million still doesn't do anything for David Tepper. So find him whatever you want to. I don't expect that to have any any bearing on what David Tepper does the rest of his future. I, this is the guy that we've seen ever since he's purchased the Carolina Panthers. It's a lot of losing. It's a lot of meddling. It's Tepper tantrums now is what people want to keep rolling with. People want to call this drink toss a Tepper tantrum, which is true. But also you could argue that already happened in Tennessee when he's screaming the F word and then Frank Reich is fired right after it. And we've already seen it. It's, it's like we've seen this before, except now we've gone to a completely different level of ineptitude or ineptitude that Kyle, Scott Fowler, other people are rolling with in all of the appropriate ways. It, the, the fact that I don't know how to punish him for there to be anything that, that fixes itself or for David Tepper to learn from, I, to me, 
I don't know what the punishment's going to be, but I don't know that it really all matters here, Wes. And we'll, we'll see what the NFL does, and then we'll just, you know, keep on rolling. That's the same thing I said last night as far as a monetary fine. That doesn't do much, in, in my opinion. But, you know, for people out there that are like, oh, you know, he just threw some water on somebody or whatever the case may be, big deal. Come on, man. Like, be real. First of all, if he did that to you or one of your family members, God knows what you would say to him and the type of charges and the type of lawsuit that you would be trying to put on him. Then for two, when you talk about an owner, he's supposed to hold himself to a higher caliber. When he brings players into the office and when he's drafting players, it's all about character and are you going to be a good guy in the community and are you going to treat fans right? So what is an opposing fan? It's about what it says. He's thumbing his nose at a fan, like you said, to paying customers. And for him to throw a drink on somebody at a game because he's mad, like that's ridiculous. He would be upset about a fan doing it to another fan in his stadium. So for him to do that, there's no excuse for it. He's lost a lot of credibility with the players and with others as well because you can't be talking out of one side of your mouth and then doing something else, throwing drinks on people and and, and different things of that nature. So, no, this is a big deal. And, no, I don't want to hear, oh, it was just this or that because let him have thrown that drink on you or a family member of yours. You would have been ready to fight the man, sue the man, or I don't even know. But those are the top two things you'd be willing to do after that would have happened. And, and I don't think we've seen many. There's always going to be the outlier response. No I think for most people they're saying, what the hell? Our owner yeah. is a petulant child who decides to throw a drink at somebody when he doesn't like what he heard. And I don't know what he heard. That, that's something we can get into, too. Man, like, it doesn't matter. When you are one of the 32 owners in the NFL, you are rightfully so held to a higher standard. Guys, when somebody throws a drink in a stadium and security catches you, what do you think is going to happen to you? Right. Do you think they're just going to be like, oh, man, that's a passionate fan. Humans have emotions. <laughs> Let them throw the drink. I'm sure somebody said, hey, your team sucks, and that justified a drink toss. I don't know what he said to David Tepper. I don't know what was said at all. Have zero clue. But when you're an owner in the NFL, you can't throw a drink. It seems pretty simple here because anybody that does try to come to the defense of David Tepper like, no, we can always come back to this simple message. If you get lost along the way, if the compass isn't working and you're trying to figure out where to land, here, let me help you. You can't toss a drink from your owner box. Done. Anything that you try to provide context to, it doesn't matter. Okay? You can't do it. And so because of that, no fine, I think, is going to make a real difference. If you wanted to suspend him, okay, that would be great for us Panthers fans because we don't want him involved in Panthers operations. So that would be fantastic. I've already seen the joke quite a few times. Hey, suspend him from football operations. Maybe the Panthers can get out of this until he comes back and then undoes, undoes, and undoes, what yeah. am I doing? undoes a lot of the work that maybe the other people in the interim were trying to help with this team. So who, who knows? We'll continue to talk about it. Maybe some news rolls in. Haven't received a statement from the Panthers yet publicly. As far as I know, continuing to check Joe Person, his timeline, anybody else that writes for the Panthers, haven't seen a statement or comment from the Panthers about the Duval drink toss. But we'll update you along the way. If he does come out and talk about it, it will probably be a good time at that point to learn about the upcoming concert that's coming to the Queen City because you know he'll go there. I ask him about it, and he'll be like, uh, yeah, in June, we've got uh, this guy coming, and in July, we've got that guy coming. I'm bringing more music to Charlotte. Hey, you guys remember Eric Reed, right? Right. You guys remember him? Yeah, I signed. Anyways, yeah. what was your question? <laughs>
You guys didn't ask about Eric yeah, Reed? Cool. Yeah. That's what the statement will say. Hey, do you guys remember Eric Reed? I'm done. That's what the statement will say. It's Wesson Walker, first show of 2024, and we're already starting off with what is a doozy. More Tepper thoughts. Is he viewed now as the worst owner in sports from a national and local landscape? 704-570-9610. We'll take your text and uh, all sorts of thoughts here on the text line. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. behaving how do you throw a drink and then expect anything other than oh okay he's truly lost his mind as an nfl owner i think that's a perfect song to bring yeah, in on this, on this day on this segment you hit the nail on the head it's weston walker sports radio 92.7 wfnz man the texts are rolling in as you might imagine lots of faces and names that we don't usually see on the text line and a lot of the normal ones they're all great we appreciate all of them 704 5709610. I did want to read quite a few of them that were able to come in. I apologize if I don't read all of them, but we just got a lot. Here's one I wanted to read from an 828 number. That's crib. That's my down my way. Okay. About 10 years ago, a friend of mine slung an empty nachos holder like a frisbee because of an awful call by the refs. Thought he was good and nobody cared. 30 minutes later, he was booted and could not come back until the following season. Mm. Yep, that's how it goes for a fan, man. You get stupid like that, you win a stupid prize. And I would say an empty, if we really wanted to dig deep on what the punishment should be, I would say I'd rather get hit by an empty nacho container than a drink. Then, you don't think so? No, I'm just listening to you. Oh, no, no. I'm, well, I saw Fiddy. I apologize. Fiddy made a face. Okay. Yeah. What, what? I mean, I don't. I don't want... I don't know what kind of alcohol or drink or whatever was in the cup that David Tepper threw because he threw it, held on to the cup, by the way, if we want to really break this down even more. So it was only the liquid that hit whoever he threw it at. But I don't know if it was some kind of alcohol or whatever. I don't want that on me. I'm sure it's not water. That's what I would say. So I'd rather just have the empty nacho container hit me. You don't think so, Fitty? Well, I mean, I guess as long as it's fully empty. But, you know, you have some cheese that doesn't get out. One of it gets in your hair, gets on your face. Yeah, you're, very uh, true. If it's if it's empty enough, then that's what. But you're right. Depending on how much cheese was there, maybe some chili. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't want the chili. Okay, it's it's a good point. Depending on how much was there, you're right. But I think for the most part, I'd rather get hit by the empty container. Let's continue to move on with some of these texts. Seven oh two number said maybe the fan was bad mouthing Eric Reed. That's why I threw the drink. We need sources from Everbank Stadium to confirm or deny. I love that text. Maybe the fan didn't like the concerts he was bringing. And maybe that's the case. Hey, bring somebody else. Why don't you? Yeah. All right? Bring somebody that I actually like. Richard writes in, fine from the NFL to David Tepper would end up just being a tax break for him. And David Tepper knows how to game the system as well as any businessman out there. I mean, creating corporations in order to, you know, be able to file for bankruptcy if something doesn't happen as far as like some kind of construction project, maybe Rock Hill might come to mind. Yeah, it would be another tax break because after all, the fine is just going to go to charity. And so when you get that little question on your TurboTax uh, uh, resume or whatever, the, the TurboTax thing that you have to fill out, fill out, 
and it says, hey, did you donate to charity? David Tepper says, yeah, I donated to charity. Yep. He how sure so? Can. No, I got a fine, but you didn't ask <laughs> how. It was just, did you? Uh, we got some more names for this. The uh, Rob, the Charlotte original said, this is the Tepper lost toss. I like that. 803. A few other ones saying the Duval dump. That one's fine as well. Um, scrolling, scrolling. I've seen Duval Dump and Duval Dowse. The Duval Dowsing, Dave in Concord, writes that one in. Uh, yeah, Jeff the Braves fan had a couple of texts. He said, but Tepper has given me the idea about Tepper's drink ponchos. That would be hilarious if everybody got in on the joke and for the last game of the season, everybody shows up to Bank of America Stadium in ponchos and they're the Tepper drink ponchos. No other fan base would have a better sense of humor than us. Yeah, that's hilarious. That would be great. Jeff, the Braves fan, also says, Walker, Dave was really just pointing to the scoreboard for Scott, and the drink slipped. He didn't really throw it over there. (laughs) And so, yeah, those are a couple of the excuses. I want to go back to the question that I asked before we went to break. Is he the worst owner in sports? As it stands right now, you might go to James Dolan for the New York Knicks, who is usually in this conversation. I don't know who else you'd go to. You know, Dolan is the guy that immediately comes to my mind anytime we have this combo. Uh, anytime we have this combo. I think Michael Jordan would have been thrown up there for a lot of people when trying to figure out who is the worst owner in sports, but especially in the back half of Michael Jordan's tenure, I mean, David Tepper has turned out to be a worst owner in my opinion. I mean, think about you're you're talking about taking over a franchise that wasn't really successful anyway with Jordan. It's the Charlotte Bobcats, right? So not the first iteration of the Charlotte Hornets here. We're talking about the second. That's the Bobcats team that never won a playoff series. David Tepper took over an organization that was pretty successful at times. Like you get to the Super Bowl three years prior. You got to the postseason 2017. And now they have the worst record of the last three years in all of the NFL. Wes, I think because of this incident and what you've seen in the last few years, I think a lot of people would point at him and say, yeah, Charlotte, they have the worst owner in sports right now. Yeah, I think so, because when you take out some of the more egregious things like a, uh, Daniel Snyder has done, like the Donald Sterling right. of the world, things right. like that. Yeah, now that those guys have been removed, yeah, I think he might take the mantle as the worst owner, especially after this incident. There's not uh, many other owners that we're hearing about right now in the news as much as him for the things going back to the athletic article and just all the coaches that have been fired, the ineptitude of the franchises. And then you add this now, as we keep calling it the cherry on top, um, I would have to give him that crown. He's earned it. All right. So, and Joe person chronicled this as many have, but Joe person did this on the athletic. This is what he writes. And this is what some of the events are in David Tepper's tenure. Tepper, a hedge fund billionaire, could face a fine for his actions, but considering Tepper is worth over $20 billion, that's not really going to leave a mark. Here's what he's all been involved in. He's fired three head coaches in season in less than six years. Carolina has posted a 31.6 winning percentage, 31-67, and 67, and it's the NFL's second worst over that span, just one game behind the Jets' mark of 30.6. The Panthers have made zero playoff appearances since Tepper purchased the team from Jerry Richardson. Tepper passed over Steve Wilkes for the head coaching job last winter after the Charlotte, North Carolina native went 6-6 six and six as interim coach, won over the locker room, and nearly got the Panthers into the postseason. The final one, I just referenced it. He walked away from a state-of-the-art training facility in Rock Hill after disputes with Rock Hill and York County over public financing for the $800 million project. Even if you wanted to defend Tepper because South Carolina is not absolved of any responsibility or 
every bit of responsibility. They were trying to call David Tepper, and he just wouldn't answer the phone. Just had zero interest in working with the city whatsoever. No, they could not pay for something they promised to pay for, and that's on them. But they also were trying to find a solution to the problem, and Tepper just wasn't here for any convo. I remember talking to a city council member down there, and he was just like, yeah, we just can't get him to pick up the phone. Yeah. Just zero line of communication. That's everything he's been involved in so far. That's why it's totally fair, and I think nationally, too. He has made himself such a storyline, Wes, to where it's not even just the city of Charlotte thinking that he's the worst owner, right? Because locally, we can make things a bigger deal. That that can happen all across whatever city you want to evaluate as far as their coverage goes. But even nationally... I think most people would point here and say, yeah, he truly is the worst owner in sports at this moment in time. Yeah, and so also, too, going back to the South Carolina thing, you talk about it, this is supposed to be one team that's supported by two states and all the things that he's done there, not to mention taking training camp out of Spartanburg uh, as well. So South Carolina has to feel a bit alienated in this deal with all the things that have happened. Um, But from a national perspective, yeah, I don't think there's anybody close to him. He's had more just negative news come out during his tenure than any owner I can think of in recent memory. I mean, Jerry Jones, for all the criticism that he gets, you know, they've been winning football games and they've been doing pretty good and he hasn't been too provocative uh, as he's been in the past. So, as I said, I I can't think of anybody worse right now. So here's what happened, too. When he has the press conference and only holds a press conference for 10 minutes after the decision to fire Frank Reich. You know, that's okay. We found a lot of the comedic value there. We also went after him. I mean, it's pretty frustrating, but we, we found a lot of the comedy. There is a lot of comedy here, but this is really embarrassing. In my opinion, David Tepper is a prideful dude. I, I don't think he cares about some stuff and people will point to him being worth over $20 billion. And that's all fine. There has to be some sort of pride disregarding the money. There has to be. I would imagine this is pretty damn embarrassing. What David Tepper has done in an extremely selfish way, by the way, purchased the team that this fan base loved following a scandal that caused a pretty beloved owner before the SI article dropped about him and used this team as his own personal playground. Like, dude, you could have just got a Madden game and created your own franchise and did this. But instead, you were rich enough to go ahead and purchase this team. And here's how we know he's selfish. And I've gone through this multiple times, but this is a selfish act. Oh, look how much I care. Look how frustrated I am as they're, I'm not okay with this. Anybody talking to me or about my team, I'm going to throw a drink on them. When we have to go back to this 2009, we have to go back to this other incident with Bud Adams doing the double bird thing. That was in 2009. That That is the most recent example that we can go to. Think about that. This doesn't happen often. And I would argue the drink toss is worse than two middle fingers being thrown at a fan base. So David Tepper now is doing something that we haven't seen in over 10 years to where we're trying to figure out what a punishment might be for an owner of a franchise. That's selfish. The other selfish aspect of this is him not being able to control himself when everything is going so well. We got the number one overall pick that he probably drove the decision on. We got the number one overall pick. Guys, Bryce Young is going to be the answer, and here's why. David, this ain't your press conference, my man. We were supposed to hear from Frank Wright. We were supposed to hear from Scott Fitterer. David Tepper comes from behind the backdrop telling you this is why we're going to be successful. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
here's the thing I'm going to bring to this city, a winning quarterback. But when things go bad, we only get you for 10 minutes after an in-season decision to fire a coach. When you purchase the team, you want to go drink beers with the fan base. You want to say what's up because you're an everyman. You grew up poor. You had to work for everything. None of this was something that happened because of a hand-me-down. You had to work for all this stuff. You're blue-collar just like everybody else is, right? And then when things go poorly, you throw the drink and then walk away. You step behind the backdrop. You don't take Scott Fowler's questions at the press conference. Selfish, man. And David Tepper continuing to do this type of stuff... How is that incident something that I can look at and think, oh, okay, this franchise is in good hands. They're going to figure it out. The worst part about all of it is the fact that none of this is enough, Wes, to force the commissioner or the other NFL owners to force him out of the league. Because that's not going to happen, okay? David Tepper is going to be the owner of the Carolina Panthers as long as he either has a big old scandal, Jerry Richardson, whatever. We've seen that before. But unless that happens or David Tepper decides to create an even bigger profit, then he's going to be the answer of this. He's going to be the owner of this Carolina Panthers franchise. But I can't look at that guy and think, okay, there's a sound decision maker that I trust going forward. No, you cannot. The only thing I could think of positive in this direction with him is that he has shown the aggression to want to go out and get players to make his team win, even though those decisions haven't come out very good. We know that he'll fire a coach if he feels like things aren't going right so I guess maybe you could take a little bit from that and say hey you know this is a guy that still will do anything to win and you can respect that but the rest of it like you said drinking beers with fans hanging out if you want to be an every man but you don't own up you're not responsible you're not relatable to the people because as soon as it hits the fan you become rich guy you deflect you walk away you don't want to answer questions you freeze out reporters that are going to ask you the tough questions and so those are the things too that shows you the different sides of his personality is that, yeah, when it's going good, you know, I'm the everyman and I'm going to be front running and doing some of the things to make people think I'm one way. But then when it goes bad, I turn back into rich guy and let you know exactly where I stand in society. And so uh, this was just an instance again, you know, for him to do something like that. It's just the thought process, the anger. And and that speaks to me in an anger issue that he has. And yeah, we all have tempers. We all get mad. We all do stuff. I get it. But for an owner that knows you got to go into situations knowing I got to hold myself to a higher standard and you're in Jacksonville with the windows open to your suite. You don't think fans are going to say stuff to you about your team, especially when they're beating the brakes off you. You don't think that they're going to say anything. You can't hold yourself above that and say, hey, man, you know, I'm going to take the high road here. Couldn't do that. And so I think that says a lot about him as well, that you're not you know, qualifying the room. You don't understand it. I mean, God forbid, had he been in Philadelphia or San Francisco or Dallas or somewhere and tried something like that with the caliber of fans that they had. Well, and even the guys peeking over the window, he's not here for it. Right. Like he's ready. I don't, I don't know what go means. I don't know what ready for the smoke means in this instance. I don't know if, if he saw it was David Tepper, he would be like, who knows, right? But I know that he was interested enough to see who threw it that he peeked over the window And David Tepper wasn't there because he left. Exactly. Because he bounced as soon as he did it. And I know there is plenty. And do you think he thought he he was not going to get caught and that nobody saw it? Because that's what it seemed like to me. If you get up and walk off. We barely did to hit to to somewhat of his point. We barely did. I mean, that the video is not the most clear. It's clear enough for us to know David Tepper threw a drink, but it's not clear to 
I like as we joke about it. I don't know what was in the cup. I don't know exactly who got hit. I, I think we were talking where, yeah, that that does seem to be the guy that did peek over the window. He was the guy that seemingly got hit by the drink, but there was enough there, but we barely did get it. And so maybe he did think that. And then as soon as he threw, he's like, well, I, I need to bounce. Or I don't know how much of this was calculated, how much things were going through his brain in real time. But I just know that he threw it and then bounced immediately. And speaking of finding the comedy in all of this, because it is hilarious. We are here for the jokes. You got some great ones on the text line. We got some great ones, too. But Scott Fitterer just staring off into the distance. He is he is the biggest part of what I've seen from a joke standpoint. But also, if you're Scott Fitterer, like... Yeah, there is a level of me feeling for that dude. Because you're just standing right there next to him. What do you say? I I probably would have been hilarious looking myself because I wouldn't know what to do. You you can't say anything to the fan. Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't mean to do it because, like, clearly he did. You can't say I apologize on his behalf because you got your boss right. Oh, you want to speak up for me? Like, what, what do you do? You just stand there and act like nothing happened. And that's what Fitterer did. And we're going to laugh at it because it's hilarious. But I can't tell you I would have done anything differently. I probably would have just stood there the whole time as well. Like, okay. Right. I mean, and <laughs> I the fact that leave. it's so bizarre. And I'm sure Fitterer thought that there's no way that this guy would do something like that. And after the fact, he was probably just sitting there like, man, did this really just happen? I, can you imagine, like, going inside the brain, did my owner just throw a drink at somebody? Right. No. No way. Now, the funny joke is Scott Fitter reacted the way that he's been, you know, rolling about his uh, general manager uh, tenure this entire time doing nothing to help. Right. <laughs> like, that's a joke. It's funny yeah. because Scott Fitter is actually really involved, too. He's in on every deal. It's it's not quite the actual uh, personality that he comes with at the GM. But, yeah, he hadn't done anything to help the franchise since he stepped foot in here. Last thing. So many people are writing in on the text line. Can you imagine what he does behind closed doors? Exactly. That's another key part to this. When you see a small part of that temper, the fact that he would do something like that in the public, you got to think about what type of guy this is behind closed doors. And like I said, pay attention to all the people that have gone from working under him since he's been under ownership for the Panthers and Charlotte FC. How many employees have gone? I mean, they said in the article that how many people around him, if you tell him the truth, he'll get rid of you. So, you got to think that this is a man that does have anger issues. You want to open up the phone lines? Yeah, I'm down for that, too. I am I want to open up the phone lines. Just remember, we have to abide by FCC regulations. This is the one where people just might be so fed up because, I mean, this is like the press conference was bad, Wes. Uh, for some reason, like I, I'm here for all of the funny stuff, but this is just, oh, my God. Yeah. Are you serious? Like this this feels worse to me from a, oh, we're bleeped standpoint. Like, oh, that guy is going to be the owner, and he's out here throwing drinks when you have a goose egg on the scoreboard. There's no coming back. I, there, there's no way you can feel good about this team. 704-570-9610. Feel free to call in, share your thoughts and comments on David Tepper, on the Carolina Panthers, whatever. 704 704- 570-9610. The phone lines are open. We'll take your calls on the other side of the break. Weston Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNC.
the Panther Nation. You can call in 704-570-9610. The number 704-570-9610. You can call in and share some of your opinions on what happened with the Panthers. I did want to read this one text from 704 that can lead us into a different topic here, Wes. 704 number said, that act just lost us Ben Johnson. And that's what a lot of people are taking away. Is that here's another incident from David Tepper. Just another piece of evidence to suggest that no matter who the top choices are, pretty universally understood that it is Ben Johnson the last two years, that it might be, what, plan G that you have to go to <laughs> in order to get your head coaching option? I mean, because if Ben Johnson, like, there's going to be a market for him. And so while everybody wants to roll with it, there's only 32 head coaching vacancies, there's only going to, or opportunities, there's only somewhere around 10 vacancies this upcoming offseason. Ben Johnson is going to have his pick between a few. I don't know if there's going to be 10 options, but he's going to have a few. And so he's got leverage in this situation. If they were looking at somebody else that isn't really celebrated, then he that coaching candidate might not have an option, and he might have to accept whatever the job is with Carolina. But then how is that going to make the fan base feel any better if you get somebody that nobody else wants, right? Oh, yeah. Look, we've said a million times. Money is always going to give him an opportunity. David Tepper has a bunch of it. He can throw as much as he wants at Ben Johnson. I've told you I don't really care how much he pays for a head coach because it doesn't affect the cap. It doesn't affect your uh, ability to go get other players or whatever. you got a hard cap. Coaching salary doesn't count towards it. Pay him whatever you want to. But you're going to have to pay him a lot and whoever you want a lot because they got to put up with bleep like this. And that's why I think it does deter probably a lot of your top coaching options. I think the main thing is to, you know, you talk about how it's only 32 of those jobs and everybody covers an NFL job no matter how good or bad the team is. And I think that Ben Johnson is the second most coveted coaching candidate this offseason besides Jim Harbaugh. And so uh, I think for David Tepper, yes, if he does want him, it's going to cost him a lot more. But I think that. A lot's going to come down to Ben Johnson when he thinks about this job. Again, antics like this and everything that you've seen. And what has Deuce Staley, if anything, told him about his experience here as well? And I think that's going to be a huge factor in all of this. If we see Ben Johnson take the job and get a crazy salary, then we know that the money talked. But I think that will be one of the most damning pieces of evidence against him. If Ben Johnson doesn't even give the Panthers a chance like he did last season to interview him for this job and then goes elsewhere, I think that's going to be a, a huge sign. And again, which candidate that they do end up bringing in? Is it a guy that is coveted? Is it a guy that is labeled as one of the next hot this or that? And so I think if we see that, then I think the narrative is still guys are going to come coach in the NFL when they get the opportunity because there aren't many available. They don't come around that often. But I think if you do end up seeing a situation where there's another subpar candidate that's bought in here, then I think it's really time to hit the panic button in Carolina and say that we are bleeped yeah there's so many people yeah you're right there's so many people writing in too about needing to hire a coach that's going to stand up to david tepper we've had this conversation quite a bit as well i've always i guess zagged on that theory because of what we've seen with the charlotte hornets franchise right when mitch kupchak was hired people thought great they just hired another guest man part of the carolina blue mafia michael jordan and mitch kupchak that those guys are going to agree on everything and Jordan's just going to continue to do what he wants, which I don't think is the case at all. You can say what you want about cup check, but I think actually hiring somebody that Jordan might trust 
right? Somebody that has experience with the Lakers, who did win a few championships, even though it's clearly a Shaq-Kobe combo that helps you do it. But you were at the forefront. You were able to also help parlay the non-Chris Paul trade and then pivot to Paul Gasol and then win a couple championships or get to the finals a couple times that way. And so anyways, you bring him in and then you have a close relationship with that guy. Maybe it's not the, oh, he's going to stand up uh, because of his hard-edged personality. It's because he knows how to communicate with a Michael Jordan. Like, I don't know who that guy is for David Tepper, but when people bring up Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick, maybe David Tepper respects him. I don't know. Maybe he respects those guys for having won before, especially if Harbaugh wins a college championship. Maybe he just doesn't care going the college route like he did with Matt Rule because things are that dire. If you think he's the right guy, then you got to go after him. But man, Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, they're going to want to do it their way. And they've earned that right. But David Tepper might not see it that way because in his mind, everything he's done in his life up until this point, he's been very successful at, certainly from a business standpoint. And so if everything he lays his hands on actually ends up working out, he's thinking it's only a matter of time before this Panthers team ends up working out. It's only a matter of time before we end up winning. Jim Harbaugh, I know more. Like, get out of here. Oh, you don't agree with me? All right. If you don't win in the next two games, you're fired. Bill Belichick, please. I know you won, but you did it with the Patriots, and look what happened without Tom Brady. Like, it, this is the type of guy that's going to create every excuse in the book to try to tell you why he knows more. So I don't know what what if Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh or a coach that might stand up to the owner would really work because David Tepper has shown you he just gets rid of those guys anyway. Yeah, he does, and so I think that. There's still a chance that he could get a Ben Johnson in here. Uh, there's still a chance that, you know, he can get the type of staff that he's trying to get yet again. But it's just this situation is just uh, you can't even begin to, to think about it because, again, work environment, I would imagine, matters to these coaches as well. And so I think even more so than this incident, because I think this one for sure, guys are looking at that saying, do I really want to pay for that? How is he going to treat me? if he's treating fans like this or how is he going to treat me if he if I see these types of issues already. But I think more so than anything is the things we heard about the plays and, and suggesting this and trying to tell guys how to coach and what to work on with players. I think that's going to be more of a deterrent than anything because guys are not going to want to hear from an owner who they definitely look at as not having any credibility telling them how to run what it is that they do. And then, oh, yeah, you fired your coach before he could even get through his first season. And so that's another added uh, thing into this that you bake in. And it's like they're saying, all right, so I have to deal with all of this. And yet still, I could end up getting fired in a year, a year and a half by this guy that doesn't have a lot of patience. So this coaching search is going to be very, very interesting. And I think David Tepper is going to have to be out here copping, please. Uh, to these coaches if he really wants some of these guys and telling them, hey, man, you know, you're going to have to really own up to mistakes and and have some self-awareness. And I think he lacks that. And I think that could end up hurting him the most in the long run. What's funny is, man, how much does the power shift in that interview room? Not that David Tepper is willing to give it up, but it almost becomes an interview where the head coach candidate is asking David Tepper the questions. Are you going to let me do this? Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll let you. You're going to let me. Are you going to let me handle everything football wise? The GM, whoever he hires, if Scott Fitter is indeed gone, which is a conversation we can have a little bit later. But if he does fire Scott Fitter and a GM comes in, hey, if I get the number one overall pick in another year because we just can't 
win enough and we're here for the third straight season are you going to let me make that decision or are you going to have a heavy influence no 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 sir no you can pick like we know david tepper's not going to do that no but it, but it almost makes more sense for the interviewer to become the interviewee in this moment where the employee should have more to ask of his employer and that's that's why the, the whole process is upside down with the type of owner that you have here in carolina the whole process None of it makes sense. And it's because you have a guy that is throwing the temper tantrums that everybody is rolling with. Yeah, and I think when you look at the the Belichicks and the Harbaugh's, I think the main thing, they're going to already come into the situation knowing, like, hey, man, I'm not going to take any other mess off of this owner that I'm hearing already. And that's why they might not even put themselves in the running because I can't even see Belichick or Harbaugh sitting through an interview with him when they already know what he's bringing to the table. Uh, Scott Fowler said in the article, former Panthers employer, employee that worked for Tepper told him they ran off all the people who told him the truth. So you've got to be fearful that any coach that is not going to want to go along to get along with everything that he says, is not going to be a desirable candidate for him. Well, and, and last thing too, it, David Tepper clearly has enough of uh, an awareness to at least at, at the beginning of, of a relationship, maybe at the beginning of an interview process, you know, be a sweet talker. I mean, at least David Tepper could tell him, yeah, you know, this is what I promise you. This is what all is going to happen. And then that could change as soon as things go bad, which things have gone poorly this entire time. And so maybe that's what we could expect. Well, bait and switch. He could do that too. tell you everything you want to hear right. and then get you in here. I got you now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right. We have two more hours to go. Uh, we'll switch it over to some college football discussion on the other side of the break. If you want to call in, you can do that more. I know somebody else is calling in. We're going to have to wait during the break. 704-570-9610. Plenty more Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.